up, everybody? Welcome to Observer in Yellow, a SpongeBob deep dive, the podcast where me and my friends talk about the making of and our admiration for SpongeBob SquarePants. My name is Sam Roberts, and I am the Poobah of this podcast. Welcome, and please keep your hands and feet inside of um, the podcast. Uh, okay, everybody. We've got a great episode planned for you today. We're going to be discussing the episode's new student, Starfish. We've got Sarah Wadka on the podcast again. And as always, we're going to have a fun little trivia-ish, uh, you know, segment to, to run through with her. But before we do that, let's jump into our regular uh, new segment. Reg- regular new segment. Re- to, to be clear, that's new segment, not new segment. Regular new segment with love. Do you love it? It's a little itchy. Today we got a quote from Derek Dryman, creative director for SpongeBob SquarePants, coming from an oral history of SpongeBob SquarePants. Uh, Derek, in this quote, is kind of going to look underneath the hood um, and kind of show us uh, the system uh, by which they made the show. And I think in reading this um, and his description will kind of give us uh, an idea of um, the day in and day out process uh, that ends with magic in the form of SpongeBob SquarePants. So he says, quote, Steve and I had a pretty specific way of working. He would have an idea about something. I would give him all my thoughts and ideas on it. Then he would think about it for a bit. I learned early on not to try and convince him of something because he would always think it through anyway. Once he settled in to think, I would take a walk. And by the time I got back, he had usually made up his mind and knew what direction he wanted to go. We adapted the same writing process that was used on Rocco's Modern Life and didn't change it much through our entire run on the show. We had a story editor and one or two writers who would meet every day with Steve and me, and we would work on outlines. We'd finish one a week. The outline would go to a two-person storyboard team who would have a week to thumbnail out the entire 11-minute episode. They would pitch to me and Steve on Friday, and we'd give notes. We'd meet again the following Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, and then the board team would pitch their episode to the network on Friday. After addressing any network notes, the team would spend three weeks cleaning up the board, and then we'd go in and record it with the actors. It would then move into the animatic, where we can edit the dialogue tracks in with the storyboard. Steve and I would work with an editor and a timing director uh, for a week to work out the pacing of the show, and as the seasons went on, Steve and I would do more and more of our rewriting in the animatic. Some episodes would need minor rewrites, but sometimes a show would need a big Overhaul. The episode Clams was almost completely reboarded in the animatic phase. Steve had storyboarded an episode of Rocco called Fish and Chumps that didn't turn out how he wanted. The live action, big band footage, and the Jaws-like theme were things we added. Okay, so very, very interesting. If I say so myself, uh, just kind of peek behind the curtain of how, you know, the, the actual process of making the show goes. I think that we've read a couple of quotes in the past about this, but um, super interesting to me, um, both for the obvious reason of like, oh, yeah, cool. That makes sense. I, I've been kind of trying to garner and understand uh, as we do episode after episode how the writing team works, right? Because we always start with like this episode was written by da 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 But it's obviously a c- extremely collaborative project um and so you just wonder like well how does that actually work it's not like somebody sits down and writes it out like just like a plain script or book or whatever you know so it's a very interesting on that front but then of course i'm sure that you saw i snuck in a little bit of trivia there uh talking about the episode clams 
Okay, so um, this is really interesting. If you haven't watched the episode of Rocco's Modern Life uh, that Derek Dreiman is referring to here, Fish and Chumps, I'd encourage you to go um, watch it because it, it is very interesting. It was written uh, and boarded by Stephen Hillenburg and Mark O'Hare. Mark O'Hare also worked on this episode, Clams, that we're going to talk about today. Um, it, it, really quick, here's a clip from uh, Fish and Chumps. Hey, these are great subs you made. I didn't make them. Philbert, did you make the sandwiches? No. Then who made the sandwiches? Okay, so I don't know if you recognize that music, but that is the exact same track that we're, that we're going to hear in um, today's episode, uh, Clams. Um, in fact, this is really fun to me, um, in the origin of SpongeBob SquarePants featurette from the season one DVD, uh, Rocco creator Joe Murray actually recalls this exact episode um, as one that uh, Stephen had worked on. We worked from outlines, say Rocco was storyboard driven, which is another thing that appealed to Steve. That style of writing was the way many of the earlier Warner Brothers cartoons were written and many others, probably Flesher, you know, these things where they didn't follow a script. There was one in particular that that had a story of, it was Undersea, actually, episode where fish are fishing for fishermen. And he came up with that. So just really fun, kind of full circle, um, you know. Um, I think some people have observed that this episode, Fish and Chumps, is like, oh, you can kind of see, like, the uh, very beginnings of SpongeBob in it. I don't know how you know, Spongebob-ish uh, the episode is beyond just the fact that there's like two fish characters, but you at least see like, oh yeah, that the marine biologist is like, um, you know, kind of coming through uh, the art with this episode, which will of course, you know, go on to fuel all of the creation of Spongebob Squarepants. So that was your little uh, sneaky <laughs> trivia clock. Let's do real trivia clock now for the episode. Clams. Just a couple quick um, fun pieces of trivia for you. Uh, so first, this episode was originally titled Sponge Jaws. The whole episode obviously is very much a parody of um, the film Jaws. Um, and the storyboard featured on the Sponge Guard on Duty DVD. After Mr. Krabs gets his one millionth dollar at the Krusty Krab, he uses the restaurant's phone to call his parents, Victor Krabs and Betsy Krabs, at the Bikini Bottom graveyard to tell them about it. Um, I'll link a... Um, link uh to the storyboard that you can watch on youtube for yourself it's very fun um seeing like just a more bare bones uh storyboard version of it but here's a clip uh from that scene for you here mom dad i've finally done it i've made me millions dollar that's great son and i'm sure you can tell that that's not actually um clancy brown doing the voice that would have been one of the writers um kind of filling in before clancy brown would eventually not uh, you know, speak that line. Um, and then the last little uh, bit of trivia for clams. Uh, obviously, tons of Jaws references in this episode, but there's also one <laughs> extremely specific reference uh, to the book Moby Dick. Um, in the book Moby Dick, Captain Ahab uh, nails a golden coin to the main mast of their ship as a reward for anybody who can find the titular whale Moby Dick. 
And of course, Mr. Krabs nails a sandwich uh, to um, the main mast. And, and I don't remember, I don't think he ever even explains why he's doing that. So I guess it's just just a little reference for all the smart, smart kids. The really smart kids uh, know that Moby Dick uh, is actually the name of the scientist and not the monster. And the monster's name, he, he's just, he just goes by Moby Dick's monster, not Moby Dick. Moby Dick's monster. Okay, trivia clock for the episode New Student Starfish and the original storyboards uh, for this episode, as seen on the DVD Sponge for Hire. There's a couple cut jokes. I'll link uh, the storyboard um, animatic for this episode as well in the show notes. Um, but basically, first, after Patrick leaves class at the end of uh, the episode, he says, uh, see you later, Big Fat Meanie. Um, SpongeBob asks, can I have his dog? Which is very cute. And then uh, when Roger hatches, uh, he looks like a cartoon chicken uh, wearing a crew neck which reads Roger <laughs> across the front and then yells, Hey! Next, uh, this is really fun. When the egg hatches at the end, we see Roger as like a live action um, baby chicken, right? Um, well, this uh, scene, this this um, 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 shot, it's kind of two shots. These are actually royalty-free stock footage um, that you can uh, purchase for yourself <laughs> on Getty Images. And then you can see in the credits of this episode um, that they credit um, the uh, company, uh, which loaned it out through Getty Images for the episode. And then finally, um, this episode and Clams were nominated for an Emmy at the 2003 Primetime Emmy Awards for Outstanding Animated Program for Programming uh, Less Than One Hour. I believe they lost to The Simpsons, so rip. And finally, I've got a fun quote from Kent Osborne, who worked on this episode. He says in uh, in Oral History of SpongeBob SquarePants, I remember having a eureka moment when I wrote a joke about something that had happened to me in the past that was heartbreaking, and then years later, I was able to be funny and get paid. A new student starfish, Patrick goes to boarding school with SpongeBob and gets Sponge in trouble, and they end up fighting in the hallway. All the other students uh, are cheering their mom, screaming, fight, fight, until they realize that SpongeBob and Pat are really lame fighters. Um, they're not even hitting each other. They're just blindly, uh, manically swatting at the air. Um, and one of the students says, this is embarrassing. Well, that was all based on an actual fight <laughs> that I was in when I was in the 10th grade. Me and this other kid named uh, Mark Hulse were the two worst lacrosse players on the team. And all the other kids made us fight in the locker room. And everyone was into it and screaming for blood until we actually started fighting. We tried to hit each other but kept missing. Uh, then uh, we tried to get each other in a headlock, but it looked like we were hugging. Then we slipped on some water and both fell down. Uh, then uh, the other kids all stopped cheering and went outside to practice. Very funny. Very sad, Kent Osborne. Everybody shouts out to Kent. Okay, let us introduce our regular recurring guest, Sarah Walker. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Observant Yellow. Sorry that... Me making the bubble sound effect was a little weak today, everybody, but that's okay because I'm weak. And what's wrong with that? In the words of the late, great Justin Timberlake, um, everybody, welcome to the podcast. They call him, they call her the, the, the Banksy of Plano, Texas, Sarah Wadka. Welcome again to the podcast for the second time this greeting. Wow. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. As good, always. Good and grand and grand and good. Do you have- and great. Do you have a small joy? I didn't uh, prep you on the small joy, but do you have one off the top of your head? Okay. Yes. I I was going to say this earlier. <laughs> okay. So I um, got to visit a friend over the weekend mm. for um, her bridal shower. She lives mm. in Minneapolis. One of my good friends, I'm going to be in her oh, wedding. Fun. And we like painted our nails. I never paint my nails. She mm. just wanted to like, 
add a little extra fun thing to the shower. Like everyone, you know, pick a color, whatever. Mm. Um, and I don't know if you can see, but they're, what colors do they remind you of? What? Is that Patrick and SpongeBob? Yeah. It's like the perfect <laughs> so Patrick color. It's like yeah. season three Patrick mm. outline pink. Mm. Um, nice. and then the yellow could be a little more SpongeBob like, but I realized right. that after I did it and I was like, Oh my gosh, that's so cool. That's so fun. I mean, wow. I'm the only one that thought it was cool, right. but right, 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 right. maybe you'll think it's cool as well. Nice listeners. Please think it's cool. Uh, <laughs> please. Good. My, um, um, a small joy. I don't, I don't know why, but I almost said, unironically beautiful gift like that was the name of the segment my beautiful gift what a weird like ccm way to describe my small joy is uh i had a friend visit us this weekend beautiful gift (laughs) yeah exactly um and uh so that was great having him in town um and then also he didn't come to this but we went to a film sunday night we saw black widow and it was just fun being in a movie theater again um and enjoying like when the Marvel logo came up and it was like, duh, 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 duh. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so much better than watching it on Disney plus. Yes. It's just like, so it, that was mm-hmm. good. But, um, oh, the movies, yeah. we missed them. The movies, the movies, the, the movies. <laughs> oh dude, you know what? That just reminds me. I, I've been doing a lot of impressions of Vin Diesel lately. And Oh um, my gosh. <laughs> Keep going and then I have to say something. Okay. Well, I just uh I'll often like just interject uh because me and Morgan started watching the Fast and Furious films because I've never seen them. Um mm-hmm. so we were watching them a, a couple weeks ago and we've only watched two of them. We didn't get very far, but um so now I'll just interject. It's for family into like conversation all the time. <laughs> well, we were going to Black Widow, and they were like, "It's theater one on the right." And so we turned to the right, went down the hall, and just went to the first theater we saw because we just assumed that would be theater one, you know. And we were like trying to find our seats, and an extended preview of Fast Nine is playing, uh, and it's like I can't remember the characters' names, but it's the two funny ones um, being like, "Ah, oh, this car, blah blah." And we like <laughs> are trying to find the car, and we're like, "This extended preview is going for a while." Or not the car seat. Um, and we get to our seats, and somebody's sitting in one of them, so we're like, "This is awkward." Whatever. And then I turn and I stare at the screen for a minute and we're like just standing in this theater. And then I turn uh, to Morgan and Megan Anderson and I'm like, (laughs) don't laugh, but I think we're in the wrong theater. (laughs) We just walked into like the final act of Fast 9. And uh, so we like got out of there and we really did. We had to like cover our mouths to like not laugh because we thought it was so funny. Like these people are just trying to watch a movie and these three schmucks just walk in and are like looking around like we're about to just like make ourselves at home. And then we found the correct theater, but it was quite embarrassing. Wow. Cause I really was thinking like, this is a really long extended preview of fast nine. Like what the heck? Anyway, what were you going to say about Vin Diesel? Well, I have also never seen uh, or mm. had never seen mm. any of the Fast and Furious movies. Uh-huh. And when I was with my friends in Minneapolis, mm. they were like, oh, we got to watch Fast 4. Like uh, four of all of them. What like, the heck? And and one of the, everyone kept arguing. They were like, we're not watching Tokyo Drift. We have to hmm. watch Fast 4. So I know nothing about these movies. And I go into it. Yeah. Only seeing memes from Twitter. Right. And 
I got to say, I was laughing way too hard yeah, at the dialogue. Uh-huh. At the dialogue. And I'm like, nobody's yeah. watching this for the acting. Nobody's right. watching this for the dialogue. But what? Like, right. I, I wish that I would have. I live my um, life a quarter mile at a time. <laughs> I wish I would have written down more quotes. Yeah. Because I just, it was just me and my friend Rhea. And uh-huh. like, well, everyone else was enjoying it. And yeah. Rhea and I kept looking at each other like, really trying yeah, not to yeah, laugh yeah. because we're like guys this movie is dumb but uh-huh. we love it <laughs> yeah when we were watching the first one morgan like unironically loves the first one and okay. i kept laughing and then like catching myself and be like i'm really sorry i'm not trying to make fun of this movie and she's like oh it's fine you can make fun of it it's ridiculous i just mm-hmm. like it for the nostalgia because it's so yeah. i don't know what year it came out like but it's very late 90s early 2000s and it's just like very much that it's just ridiculous and i was just like how do they get to space like this first movie they're just like yeah. stealing vcrs like how do they end up like becoming like <laughs> a, a team of espionage like anyway and then we skipped all the way to fast five uh and morgan was like do you think that we're going to be missing out on a lot of plot and i was like do you think there's a lot of plot in these movies so we watched like a two minute <laughs> recap that explained and then Anyway, Fast mm. Five was entertaining. I honestly did not like the first Fast and Furious, but this isn't Fast and Furious chat. This is SpongeBob chat. That's the new name of the podcast for the next two seconds. One, two. Okay, it's back to Absorbing Yellow. I hope they enjoyed the old title. It wasn't very good. Okay, before we get into the episode, though, we're going to be discussing New Student Starfish and Clams today, but we have a very short, tiny little... Uh, as small as you can think of uh, trivia <laughs> uh, segment um, where we're each going to share our favorite background characters from SpongeBob SquarePants. I try to say SpongeBob SquarePants quickly, often on this podcast. It's mm-hmm. very difficult to do. I can't do it. It is hard um, to do. I'm not even going to try. Yeah, that's fine. SpongeBob but SquarePants. No, I can't do it. You did it. You tried and you didn't I do tried. It. Yeah. That's it. Anyway, I believe we both have a runner up and a. Uh, runner-up, which is number one. Um, Sarah, would you like to share your runner-up favorite background character of SpongeBob SquarePants? I would love to share my runner-up of runner-up background character of SpongeBob SquarePants. Nice. Um, and I already forgot uh, mm. her number or name, mm. but 11, she eleven. <laughs> 11. <laughs> her name is in Incidental Eleven. Nice. And she is a cute little squid girl mm-hmm. um, who apparently is friends with Pearl. Mm. And she goes to boating school, as we'll see in New Student Starfish. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of see her bebopping around. She's just mm-hmm. like so cute. And she's always wearing a cute little dress. And sometimes I think she wears clogs. Don't mm-hmm. quote me on that. But mm-hmm. it is fun to see a different shape and like a different animal because we see a lot of fish and she's a cute little squid right the line that i always remember her for is when she says finally a cool place for teens to just you know hang out at the (laughs) uh she's just a girl she just the cuddly crab or whatever yeah (laughs) yeah oh man yeah so she's my runner-up nice that's a good one that's a good one my runner-up uh is uh just for one specific line uh that (laughs) i've referenced a few times on this podcast um his name is Tom, and I love him for the line. Way to go, buddy. It took us three days to make that potato salad. Three days! <laughs> and for no other reason than I just think that that line is very, very funny. Tom <laughs> appears in the show a lot. His voice changes episode to episode. Um, but it's just, I really love the very dry delivery 
mm-hmm. of like nice buddy. My, I we're not doing runner runner up, so this doesn't account in the official, mm-hmm. uh, in the you record know, on the record, um, canon. But if we did have a runner runner up, uh, it might be the guy. I don't even remember what he looks like. But when SpongeBob is hiding in the toilet and he looks like a real sponge, and oh, a dude yeah. looks in the toilet and just says, "That's nice." <laughs> Or something like that, and then leaves. You say I, nice. I think yeah. so. Something like that. Those deliveries make me laugh very hard. But <laughs> anyway, Sarah, what is mm-hmm. your one-or-up favorite backgrounds? Incidental SpongeBob SquarePants. My one-or-up incidental from SpongeBob SquarePants is. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, Scooter. Which I just found out that that was his name. Shouts out. Um, shouts out to Scooter. He is a lavender type colored fish mm-hmm. with um, floral swim trunks. Mm. And I recently got him confused with the guy that orders the coral bits. In, oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. In the clams episode we're right. about to talk about. Uh-huh. but. This guy loves surfing. He yes. has a great time. He's hanging out. He's in a lot of season one episodes. And he says my favorite line. Dude, he made me experience high tide. Oh. <laughs> it's such one a of good, my favorite lines. <laughs> yeah, it is very, very good. Every time he comes up, it genuinely makes me laugh very hard. His voice is just ridiculous. But Yeah, and he's in a lot of really good episodes. He's in he is. Ripped Pants and Bubble Buddy. and mm-hmm. Classic beach bum. A beach bum. He's always hanging out at Goo Lagoon. Yeah. My kind of life. Mm-hmm. Surf, surf's up. Surfer, surf's up, dude. <laughs> they, they call Sarah the Tony Hawk of the waves of the Plano, Texas of yeah. Banksy. I actually, over the weekend, well, last week, I bought a shirt that says, I'm not Tony Hawk from Reagan. <laughs> That's funny. And I started wearing it around and I, I wore it over the weekend with my friends and uh-huh. some of them thought it was funny. And then like people were like, wait, yeah, what? Yeah. <laughs> Which really I don't know. I, I think it's funny. It's <laughs> very niche, but I am in the niche target audience for that shirt. So mm-hmm. good, good stuff. Good fancy footwork. It's coming well, home. Yeah. Um, Sam, would you like to share your one or up? I would absolutely love to share my one or up favorite incidental background character of SpongeBob SquarePants. And uh, perhaps, you know, I only think this because it came up so recently, but I really do think that my absolute favorite delivery of any background character, he has a very brief appearance, don't know his name. But he is the guy that we all know for the classic line. Back up, Jack. <laughs> and that would be the guy in Chocolate with Nuts that uh, Patrick focuses on because his voice just feels so out of place <laughs> for SpongeBob SquarePants. So those were our favorite background characters. Um, everybody, please give a round of Vuvuzela for the background characters, SpongeBob SquarePants. Thank you. All right, Sarah, are you ready to jump into the episode, New Student Starfish? I'm ready. Time for boating school. Let it rip, Gary.
partner in crime. The toast could have been a little darker, though. See you later. Hey, SpongeBob, wanna go jellyfishing? Sorry, Patrick, I can't. I have school today. What am I supposed to do all day while you're at school? I don't know. What do you normally do when I'm gone? Wait for you to get back. Wait a second, Patrick. Why don't you come to school with me? Hey, that's a great idea. Hey, that's a... Yes. Welcome back, everybody, for New Suit and Starfish. This episode was written by Paul <laughs> Tibbet, Kent Osborne, and Mark O'Hare, and was released September 20th, 2002. Sarah, what do you think of this episode? I really like this episode. I feel like, you know, I remembered this one from when I was a kid. I don't know if I remember it like coming out, but mm -hmm. um, there are very specific moments that I was like, oh yeah, that's been like burned into my memory. Mm -hmm. um, okay. It felt like, I'm going to mean this in a good way. It kind of yeah, felt yeah. like more of a Nick Jr. type mm, episode. Mm -hmm. Like it was more for kids, mm -hmm. <laughs> even though I know this is for kids. But be, I think because SpongeBob and Patrick feel like kids. Right. Like extra heavily in this episode right. and they're not at work or like doing adult right. things. Um, I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm watching a very cute kids show. I'm like, wait, right. uh, this is a very cute kids show. But anyway. Uh -huh. <laughs> right. Totally. Yeah. 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 What do you think of this? Yeah. Episode? It's funny you described it as that because I I felt that way about this episode as well. And I have some notes that I'll like get into later about like the kidness of it, you know? But I <clears throat> for most of these episodes, uh, through this whole series, I'm just watching them as I get to them for the podcast. But this was one that I just was wanting to watch out of curiosity uh, a month or two ago. Partly because I was trying to uh, expose um, our friend Megan to SpongeBob, who has not seen hardly any episodes. And I thought that this might be a good episode to show her, but mainly because she was trying to keep a baby bird alive at the time. So I thought it would be funny to not <laughs> tell her like how the episode ends, you know? But um, I, at the time, I was like, oh, this episode isn't as funny as I remember it being. Because um, I think I just remembered like dying laughing when I was a kid or whatever. But so then watching it today, I was like, basically walked away like, no, this is a very nice episode. And I just like, my expectations were more tempered or whatever. Um, and this is, I literally have in my opening notes, this is the most school-y episode ever of all of SpongeBob. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know. It's just cute. Um, and they have mm -hmm. fun with that, you know? Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So I love this opening. Uh, do you ever watch Wallace and Gromit, Sarah? Um, yeah, I've seen a few, like a mm. little bit of it. I don't know if I ever, mm -hmm. I wasn't super into it, but I love that kind of stuff. I mean, I like right. chicken run. So yeah, yeah, that's yeah. yeah mm -hmm. Ardman studios, same mm -hmm. people. Um, but I, yeah, I love Wallace and Gromit just cause mm -hmm. it's, I, I think like just very animation nerdy of me growing up. I was like, it's so cool. Like the claymation yeah, stuff, you it know, it's really cool. Yeah. So this opening is just feels very Wallace and Gromit. And I almost feel like it might be a direct reference because there is a classic Wallace and Gromit cartoon where Wallace is an inventor and uh, he oh, yeah. has like That's these really the one I've seen. Yeah. He has this like really crazy way to get ready in the morning where he gets like launched into his trouser, trouser, trousers, mm -hmm. trousers. How do British people say that? Trousers. 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 Why do mm -hmm. I want to say trousers with like a soft? It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> and like his toast like pops up and 
the jam oh, gets yeah. like shot out mm-hmm. onto it and stuff. So I'm like, this has to be a reference to this. Maybe not, but it feels very inspired regardless. Um, mm-hmm. And just very cute opening, like him getting mm-hmm. ready or whatever. Um, and then, you know, I just think that it's, I don't think it's really memed or anything, but it's a classic SpongeBob line of like, what am I supposed to do while you're gone all day? Well, what do you usually do when I'm gone? Wait for you to get back. I just feel like that gets used like in wholesome conversation a lot, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was also going to say, I feel like um, the beginning scene, I loved that. I thought it was mm-hmm. really cute, but um, I, I, I felt like I had seen it before and I meant to double check and watch like the first episode because I feel like in, in episode Mm -hmm. one or two, um, he like gets launched into his pants like that. I don't know though. I wasn't sure if you knew about that. You're a hundred percent correct. He, if that was a reference. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I wasn't sure if it was a reference or what, but he, for sure, uh, in the pilot, climbs up his like diving board over his bed and then jumps off Mm -hmm. of it and flies through the air. And then I think he lands in his pants, which are like uh, on top of like a a target painted on the ground. Um, And I can't (laughs) remember if it is in the pilot, but I want to say it is when he's jumping off the uh, diving board and we get, I guess the first iconic like sing songy SpongeBob line in the entire show. Cause Mm -hmm. he goes, look at me, Gary, I'm, naked and like flies through the air um like out of his underpants i think but so anyway and it's very cute because in in the film they do a very similar thing of like extremely creative ways for him to get ready in the morning or whatever but but yeah Mm -hmm. so just cute um and they quite literally just try to launch him as quickly as possible and it's like they got to go to school um so spongebob ends up taking patrick to school with him um sarah are you ever um, how, why did I write it this way? I have written down, are you ever late for being early? Um, <laughs> are you ever early for being early? I, are you a prompt person? Um, anyone who knows me or li- like knows me well knows that I am a, so sorry, I'm running 10 minutes late person. <laughs> As yeah, you yeah, probably yeah. noticed, we're like, oh yeah, we'll, we'll record yeah. it for it. I'm like, so sorry, I'm running 10 minutes late. Right. Um, so I am an early for being 15 minutes late person mm-hmm. um, and a late for being on time person. Mm. It, those uh, words confuse me, but I think I know what you mean. Um, so um, I'm, I'm usually late. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah no, I, I have noticed that, but I'm the same way and I didn't used to always be. I don't know what happened to me. Mm-hmm. So I broke at some point because I used to like be very stressed and like had to be early to everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it's just like I saw a tweet many millennia ago that was like, I could have the power of teleportation and I would still be a minute late to work every day. And I yep. was like, dang. And it's it. So anyway, I just yep. there are some things in this episode that are very cute about SpongeBob that mm-hmm. I relate to very much, and some that I cannot relate to at all. Like, no. um, I just feel bad for Patrick. Like it's ten <laughs> o'clock, it's six a.m. <laughs> it's just like well, we're late for being early. Anyway, that would so. be me. I'd be like, I'm gonna sleep three more hours and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. rush to class. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So, so anyway, like you're saying, it's a very cute school setup to this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in this next clip, SpongeBob is explaining to Patrick, you know, the everything's got a cute name, like the water fountain 
of learning the stairs of knowledge or something, you know, um, mm-hmm. the not stairs of knowledge or whatever. Um, and SpongeBob shows him the good, is it good doodle, good noodle board, the board good of all, noodle, good mm-hmm. noodle. Thank you. Sticker board. Uh, and there's a very cute line where he's like, ah, it doesn't matter how many stars I have. 37. <laughs> Patrick's not sure 74. where that. That's, that's it. Thank you. Um, Patrick's not sure where the voice came from. Who said that? Was it him? I doubt it. That's Roger, our class science project. What does he teach us? The greatest lesson of all, the precious value of life. You see, Patrick, Roger's shell represents the fragile line between life and death when behind the wheel of a boat. This light bulb represents knowledge, and without its energy and warmth, within minutes, Roger would die. Life, death, life, death, life, death, life, death, life, death. Patrick! Sorry. Patrick. Did you ever have, a, like, a class pet or anything, Sarah? Not that I can remember, honestly. I remember people talking about that and i was like oh i never really had that did you yeah we had a couple i know that we for sure had at least one we had a fish in third grade and the only reason i remember this is because the fish tried to jump out of its tank at one point because <gasps> oh the janitor gosh. came in the next day and like told us all about it how she came in <laughs> and like the lid had been like like pushed off or whatever and the fish Mm -hmm. was on the floor so that's crazy but Mm -hmm. yeah i can't remember other than that but i remember seeing in cartoons such as this one this might be like the main one that like gave me reference for it that i was like Mm -hmm. oh this must be a thing that everybody's classroom in america has a classroom pet or whatever um and because i remember like uh in some cartoons and shows i can't i can't remember which ones but like stories about people getting to take the class pet home with them for the night and stuff, Mm -hmm. which, so I don't know where that came from, but anyway. Well, and people talking about literally like having eggs or like, yeah. I I never did anything like that Uh for a science project or anything. So really when I saw it on SpongeBob, I was like, Oh, this must be a thing. Like which it it is, but it is. Yeah. Never did it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, I thought it made me laugh very hard because I'm like, there. It's just funny seeing this driver, driver's ed school, like <laughs> set up like a high school, you know, um, and like the like them having a an egg. Why is there an egg underwater? <laughs> yes. but, but then also like, why are they hatching an egg in a driver's ed school? But then that SpongeBob very specifically says like, th- this is. Oh, probably not. What does he say? I doubt it. That's Roger. That's the class science project. So they have a specific, it's the science project for their boating (laughs) school class, you know? Exactly. Anyway, (laughs) with that. No, he like, he does tie it into boating, but it's like, wait, what? Like, it's so dumb. Uh Uh, Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. What what do you think of like just the, um, the schooliness of the boating school in this episode? It is very schooly. Mm-hmm. It is. I think that's why it made me think of like. Yeah. I was trying to figure. Is it recess? Is it right. like what's the what's yeah. the show that it's really reminding me of? But like the uh-huh. fact that it's in an actual school building with desks and like. Right. Um, everything is just so yeah. cute and colorful. Um, uh-huh. I love. I meant to say I love SpongeBob's blue backpack. Like he brings yeah. a backpack to uh-huh. boating school. Um. And yeah, I mean, they're just, 
the fact that there's a good noodle board is right. funny too, that like right. they get rewarded and <laughs> I don't know. It's just, yeah. it, I love, Oh, I used, I used to love like playing school as a kid and like loved being, yeah. you know, around it. So I love any uh-huh. TV show that has like a school centered episode. Yeah. That is really fun. As you're describing that, it's making me nostalgic for like, I really enjoyed school when I was a kid. Like I really enjoyed going to school and hanging out with my friends and like recess and everything, Mm -hmm. you know, like, um, I did have written in my notes a question. Were you a good noodle in school, Sarah? (laughs) I I was, that was in my notes too, to ask you. Um, so when I was growing up, yes, Mm -hmm. like, you know, maybe if I was late to class or whatever, Mm -hmm maybe that happened, but like, Uh I wanted to follow the rules. I wanted to like get my work done. Uh I wanted to get A's. Uh Um, and then high school, I started like, eh, Mm. not doing so great. Backsliding. (laughs) Backsliding. Yes. (laughs) Um, but I, you know, I was never late to choir. Like there were certain things that I was always on time for, but, um, you know, I started, you know, slipping and then actually in college, I kind of at at the beginning of college, I was not a good noodle. Oh no! I was sitting in the back of the class, <laughs> yeah, and like just clowning, like. You and I was in music that SpongeBob school. SpongeBob talked about. Yes, I yeah. wrote like music school is for chumps. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and uh, I was just thinking about this because my friend Ria, who I was talking about, uh-huh. I visited. Um, uh-huh. She was like a SpongeBob, like front row, early, yeah. asking questions. And so we always talk about how we would have never been friends if we yeah. hadn't like bumped into each other. <laughs> um, so that's my history of how mm. how much of a good and not so good noodle yeah. I was. Hmm. What about that's you, so Sam? Yeah. So I was a good noodle. I for the most <laughs> part. Um, there are parts of this episode that I relate to so much. Um, specifically I'll talk about after this next clip, but in general, I love school both for like hanging out with friends and stuff, but also I genuinely like pretty much love learning and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, the only, like I, I could be kind of a class clown, but I think I was so not insecure, but I, as I think back on my childhood, I realized that I've always just really wanted people to like me, which sounds mm. extremely insecure and maybe it is, but <laughs> I just like was always sensitive to like, I never want to like be the funny kid at the expense of like my teachers being frustrated with me. Cause I genuinely right. wanted the approval of my teachers as well as my classmates and stuff. And so mm-hmm. it's so like stupid, but like, I even remember like in fifth grade, like, like kind of end of fourth grade, early fifth grade, I remember like getting in trouble a couple times for like blurting out in class and um, like being disruptive, like when the teacher's trying to teach or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I literally remember developing a personal rule. That <laughs> This sounds so pretentious. And I'm rea- realizing I probably was pretentious when I was a kid. That I was developing like rules of comedy for my classroom. And I was like, <laughs> I have to... Um, work on my timing of the jokes and it has to genuinely be funny. Like if it doesn't get a laugh, it like won't be worth it. And preferably (laughs) the third rule is that the teacher should laugh too. And I kind of like develop, like if I can do those things, then I think I can blurt out literally whenever I want, (laughs) as long as I like follow that, like rule set (laughs) or whatever. And it'll be fine. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so, 
but because I I like was very stressed if I ever got in trouble or if I oh, started gosh, to think yeah. like my Same. teacher thinks that I'm like a bad kid or whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, oh, you don't want that. <laughs> yeah. And I remember being so temperamental like in high school like when I was a freshman of like if I thought that a teacher was being unfair and how like uh like strict they were being with me or something mm-hmm. I'd, I'd get this like bad attitude of like you don't even know like all the rest of my teachers think that I'm a great kid or whatever I would never say that to them but mm-hmm. I specifically remember like my freshman year of high school being like I'm just not gonna talk in this class anymore I'm not <laughs> gonna share anymore I'm never gonna raise my hand or whatever so anyway yeah. <laughs> just to say I've always been like very like overly stressed about um what teachers think of me or whatever but <laughs> I'm with you on that, on that. But, yeah so but first um we I, I need to play this clip before I can talk more about that this uh, this has to be like the most I- iconic scene the one that everybody remembers in quotes from this episode um I'm pretty sure that we've quoted it to each other many times Patrick uh he's asked to share uh, his name and he completely blanks doesn't know what to do and just shares the the word 24, which causes the entire class to crack up. And you can see it in his eye, honestly, probably similar to what I felt when I would like make kids laugh when I was a kid. Uh, and I imagine a lot of the people that made this cartoon felt when they were kids. He's mm-hmm. like, that felt good to make everybody laugh. And now mm-hmm. he's going to be writing that for the rest of the class period. Today's first lesson will be on turning. 24. <laughs> Patrick. What? I thought of something funnier than 24. Let me hear it. 25. (laughs) That's enough! Young man, this is your first day, so I'll let you off with a warning. As for you, SpongeBob, I expect more from a good noodle. Pay attention. Yes, Mrs. Puff. Now then, turning. What every driver should know. When you are turning, it is important to signal at least four oh, feet from the big turn. fat meanie. Patrick, you can't do that. She's the teacher. What about the teacher? Ah! What? I... As if I really look like this. <laughs> so okay, so Sarah, <laughs> did you have a classmate uh, in school like this that you would goof off with in class? Yeah, many. Yeah. Um, but mostly, honestly, in in college. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I was yeah. like so afraid to do it in like <laughs> right. elementary school and middle school. Maybe sometimes yeah. in high school too. I had uh, an English <laughs> class. I specifically remember like mm-hmm. four of us, like yeah. just. But we were in the front, so like we were extra annoying because we would just blurt out. Right. And, yeah, I obviously right. didn't learn the comedy timing thing like right, you did. Right, but right. there was like a group of two or three of us that we were like. Just uh, goof, goof off. Yeah. 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 What about That's you? So funny. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, definitely. But I relate so much to SpongeBob here. Uh, after, um, you know, like basically he gets in trouble with Mrs. Puff, mm-hmm. where I get so stressed out if I'm in an environment where we're not supposed to be talking. And somebody starts talking to yeah, me because yeah. this what this maybe this is insecurity. It's not insecurity. I just am such a people pleaser that I just want to make everybody happy, and I, it's like mortifying to yeah. me in that moment. Everything is like moving in slow motion. My heart rate goes up because I'm like I have to figure <laughs> out how to people please both this person that wants me to talk to them 
and this environment mm-hmm. and or teacher that wants absolute silence. And especially mm-hmm. like if, uh, oh my gosh, if we were like taking a test in like French class or something mm-hmm. and somebody would lean over and be like, what is this word or something like that? I'd be like, I I don't want to throw you under the bus, but I can't help you cheat. Like, yeah. you know, I just, it stressed me out so much. Yeah. Like, and mm-hmm. I had friends who didn't really care what the teacher thought of them, mm-hmm. um, who would like lean over and like whisper and stuff. And it just mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, it'd give me like so much anxiety. Like, yeah. anyway, here's a question for you though, related to that. I just wrote down after this scene, did you ever get in trouble in school? And did it also traumatize you as well? <laughs> Yeah, I think about it all the time. I do yeah. think about it all the time. Yeah. And it was like a dumb thing where I like really shouldn't have done it. And mm. I I really ended up kind of hurting someone's feelings because mm. of it. And that made me feel even worse. So I was like yeah. in trouble. Someone else was crying. I didn't oh. even want to do it in the first place. We were like excluding someone. And uh-huh. anyway, I learned my lesson, but yeah. it, it was rough. Uh-huh. <laughs> Oh man. Yeah. Gosh, that makes me cringe even just thinking about it. Even just that vague description of it. But yeah, yeah. I would get into it, but I'm not going to. <laughs> right. Totally. Yeah. 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 That's for therapy. Uh huh. Exactly. I'll see you on therapy. Yeah. I can't remember like a time, a specific time where I got in trouble for something that I genuinely did wrong. Um, which maybe just speaks to my arrogance. I don't know, because I'm sure that they exist. But I have a very vivid memory from fourth grade of where I apparently pushed my teacher too far for what I felt was like completely ridiculous, like a reason where um, my favorite snack has always been marshmallows ever since I was a kid. And I still could like just eat a bag of marshmallows, um, like just like if I'm working on a project or something like that. And I think mm-hmm. when I was a kid, I, for whatever, I just thought that it was like a funny specific thing too. And it usually did like make people laugh or whatever. And when I was in fourth mm-hmm. grade, I remember like really hating having to do projects for class. So to make them interesting for mm-hmm. myself, I tried to like theme every project I did around marshmallow somehow to just like make it more entertaining for myself. <laughs> and for a project, we had to uh, come up with a, um, I'm treating you as my therapist right now, I realize. Um, but uh, for a project, we had to come up with like a... Um, like a yeah. And how do you feel about that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for like a storefront or something uh, and like draw pictures of it and describe it in a paragraph or whatever. And I was like, I want to make a store where you can go and you can make s'mores. And it's like a s'more bar where there's like a fireplace. and a, Yeah, exactly. And I grew up <laughs> and found out that there are actual things. But I was presenting yeah. it in full earnestness to my fourth grade teacher, uh, Mrs. Houston um, and I was like midway through describing it to her and she cut me off and I, I kid you not she said um, I think you need to quit trying to get your classmates attentions with this marshmallow stick and I was just like so like flabbergasted and like I was like oh okay it <laughs> just like never brought oh up marshmallows gosh. again because I genuinely was not trying to like get attention from it or whatever um, but anyway so I was traumatized by that. I don't, I don't have wow, any other thoughts on is, it, I guess. That, that makes, that makes me so sad. <laughs> I just was like, just say that. Oh. I know I was cause it was so like blunt and like just yeah. nipped it in the bud. So, but I could tell in my little 10, year old mind, I was like, I guess I annoy her. <laughs> yeah. I just was mm-hmm. like, 
anyway getting that's why you're doing something wrong though like right right right, exactly if you don't want to be annoyed don't teach fourth grade exactly thank you therapist anyway (laughs) sorry Um, i'll be here all day well no (laughs) nice nice i clock out at 518 yeah. uh-huh. okay um so i'm about to play the clip where uh spongebob and patrick get into a fight but before i do that do you have any other thoughts on uh this scene or the ones that come before um we get a really funny scene of spongebob at the back of the class here mm-hmm. now um all all i was gonna say is like a, a lot of i feel like a lot of attention was made into making them also look really cute in this episode mm-hmm. and so they look really small like when they're right. touring the school um, like I've noticed that their, um, <laughs> their pupils maybe are like mm. more centered, like closer yeah, together, yeah. Uh-huh. um, which just makes them look cuter and more cartoony. Um, yeah. and there's like, I mean, a lot of facial expressions happening in this episode. And so mm-hmm. like SpongeBob will do like three facial expressions in a second mm. and then have like a tiny little soft smile. So right. I just thought that, um, I, I paid a lot of attention to how very cute both SpongeBob mm. and Patrick look in this episode, mm-hmm. um, especially at the beginning. But then they, mm-hmm. you know, this when they start getting angry, they're also cute. So. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So speaking of cute, this next seat is very cute. Where uh, in a very like not Riverdale because no one's getting murdered, but I don't know some like high school drama show. They're like just starting to snap at each other in the hallway before a fight breaks out. I'll deal with you after class. It is after class. Fight, 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 fight. I don't see anyone fighting, do you? They're talking about us. We're fighting. Well, don't mind if I do. This is embarrassing. What's going on here? Well, SpongeBob and I were fighting. And they both get detention. Mm-hmm. It's just very, very silly. Uh, <laughs> and I don't know. I guess, yeah, it's this is the point where I would be like, what a specific thing. I wonder where that came from. But evidently, yeah. I, guys real life experience but but so then here they're in detention together um and i wrote down here every once in a while on these episodes i'll have a um like mini like paragraph essay in my notes and this was where this one came up i just wrote down this is a showcase i think of how spongebob would not have worked as a kid at school show um like this episode is funny in part uh because it's so ridiculous seeing spongebob who is an adult treat his driver's ed uh, school like a high school so um and that is you know it sounds similar to what you were saying it it sounds like p- p- maybe that's like uh criticism but i, I think it's mm-hmm. like a compliment to this uh, this episode because it is so funny and silly mm-hmm. doing like a one-off occasionally right yeah of him it at worked school. because of that like mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah so mm-hmm. just knowing how nickelodeon wanted him spongebob to be like a timmy turner where he lives with his parents and goes to school and gets into hijinks with his classmates it's just like nickelodeon so clearly did not understand what this show is supposed Mm -hmm. to be um because i just this is really funny once i wouldn't want this like every single week you know yeah so Mm -hmm. but, but yeah it's just very delightful and very cute and very cute then how they start um 
doing this like escalating I hate you statements. I don't know if you ever had an experience like this when you were a little kid uh, of suddenly hating your best friend. Did that ever <laughs> happened to you? Oh, not that I can remember, but... Mm. <laughs> I think I probably got into like uh, an argument or two like in middle school or something with my best mm-hmm. friend and just like, you know, a week later being like, that was really stupid. Like, I think I... <laughs> Can we just yeah, hang we out all again? Overreacted you know? but, as kids. Right. Everything was the end of the world. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> it also makes me think of the film Step Brothers, where it's, yeah. this is really not connected very much, but Will Ferrell being like, I'm not going to call him dad, even if there's a fire. It's like probably my favorite line from that film. Uh, and just Patrick, what is it? He says something like, I hate you no matter what. And I just thought that that was like the cutest kid way to say, I hate you. Like, yeah. <laughs> I always remember yeah. I'd hate you even if I didn't hate you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So SpongeBob and Patrick are in detention uh, when all of a sudden the light bulb goes out in Roger's cage. Mm, I'd hate you even if the light bulb keeping Roger alive went out. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I called you a stupid star! I'm sorry I got you in trouble and got you moved to the back of the class and got your good noodle star removed and shot the spitballs and- I'm sorry your apology is so long! Me too! Let's save Roger! I'll keep him warm, and you get a light bulb from the supply closet. <gasps> light bulb! But why does it have to be so far away? This is very stupid. <laughs> stupidest joke. It's it's both the stupidest joke of the episode and the one that made me laugh the hardest. It's, it's so funny. <laughs> why does yeah, it have to be so me, <laughs> That yeah. made me laugh, too. Uh-huh. The whole, yeah mountain of light bulbs Mm. um i i love patrick's little ramble (laughs) yes exactly i had that (laughs) in my notes too (laughs) it made me laugh so hard because it 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 like he just he clearly did so much more bad than spongebob did (laughs) but in the moment they're like i'm sorry i'm sorry too like they're trying to make up with each other whatever but it's just a classic example of like when one friend is not really owning up to, I mean, I guess he is, but it's just, it's just highlights like Patrick did so many terrible things to yeah. SpongeBob. And really, all that SpongeBob did was call him stupid in retaliation. But then <laughs> that highlighted too by like how like stuttery he is trying to get the full apology out and and not finishing it and spongebob just i'm sorry your apology is so long is like <laughs> just a very very good funny joke you do, let's say <laughs> yeah exactly there's like we just get past it and go save roger so yeah. <laughs> but then this whole ending is like very cute to me mm-hmm. like the music is swelling up and they're just mm-hmm. like it's for roger we gotta save roger i just <laughs> love it so much i do too i think it's a really great last segment mm-hmm. of the episode the teamwork you always have to have the teamwork mm-hmm. after the fight um yeah. and they have to accomplish something together and right uh yeah it is yeah. very cute yeah and i i think um 
<laughs> the delivery of why does it why does it have to be so far away? <laughs> it's <Gosh>. so <laughs> yeah. funny. Uh-huh. And dude, both when I was a little kid and today feeling like a little kid, I just like giggled for the whole like three second montage of him climbing the mountain. Like him <laughs> with like, his leader hosen or whatever. Yeah. Uh ree, ree, as he's like yodeling, like when he gets to the top of the mountain or whatever. It's yeah. just like so stupid, but very, very I cute. Love, I feel like I mean, that was one of the best parts of that um yeah. sequence too. Uh-huh. Was like him climbing that with the yodeling in the background. Yeah. It's so funny. Uh-huh. A perfect little detail. Yeah. A very cartoony way to like build suspense yeah. in <laughs> 120 seconds or so. But so anyway, the episode wraps up uh with um them coming to the rescue of Roger. Um SpongeBob is panicking and he starts running towards Patrick, not realizing that Patrick's running towards him. And we'll see how it ends up. Oh, forget it. I gotta go find Roger some warmth. <laughs> the light bulb! Without its warmth, Roger will die. Roger! Without him, the light bulb will have nothing to warm. We did it, Patrick! We saved Roger's life! Good job, boys! I saw the whole thing from behind my one-way chalkboard, and I couldn't be happier with your teamwork. I've decided to give you each one gold star. Although I'm not sure what saving an egg has to do with boating school. Boating school? I thought this was Spanish class. See you, SpongeBob. See you, Big Fat Meanie. What I miss. It's got to be the most random ending of any SpongeBob so episode. Random. Why? What I miss. When I was <laughs> in, in like a Mandela effect sort of way, I I was expecting him to say, "Ha, I'm Paul." But then I remember like, oh. "Oh no, that comes after Jimmy Neutron, that like creepy yes. gorilla thing, you know, with the three but, eyes." Yeah, yeah, you know the one. <laughs> yeah, um, I know the one. Yeah, but yeah, it's just such a cute ending. Mm-hmm. Uh, one-way chalkboard is so stupid. So it made me laugh dumb. very hard. <laughs> I know. I, I made me laugh too. And I I remembered that detail from yeah. watching it. I mean, because uh-huh. I probably haven't seen this episode right. since I watched it as a kid. So right. I was like, oh, I remember the one-way chalkboard. Right. It looks really good too, how she like mm-hmm. click, click, and just like you can see her behind the chalkboard yeah. somehow. Yeah. It is so. very interesting. Mm-hmm. And funny, like, why is she observing right. that? Right. Yeah. Oh, in detention. And anyway. also, I just, I always think that this, I thought this was Spanish class. I always think that that's in the Bold and Brash episode where SpongeBob or where Squidward teaches art class. Oh. So just yeah. always, I think I might have literally on that episode of the podcast referenced the line. I, I thought this was Spanish class, but they oh. don't say that. They say, Oh, I thought this was cooking, and then they all like oh. leave or whatever. But so <laughs> that's okay. That Sorry. alarm means it's time to hear Sarah's thoughts on <laughs> what did you think of this ending? What did you think of this episode? Oh, I think um well the ending I mean, take or leave the real life <laughs> right. chick. <laughs> right. But it is kind of funny, like yeah. Roger's like uh, I don't know. He was yeah. saved and now he's, uh-huh. you know, a part of an undersea life. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how that's going to work, know. but 
Um, (laughs) So dumb. But I really like this episode. Like Mm. I said, I love school. Mm -hmm. I love the school-centered thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think the dynamics between Patrick and SpongeBob are really funny. Um, Lots of good jokes in here. Mm -hmm. Lots of really creative faces and like ways to have the characters move um Mm -hmm. which i think is fun it was colorful um really strong intro Mm -hmm. i think a strong episode overall Mm -hmm. and if it was going for gold maybe Mm. it just might you know win it for i don't know what i was saying yeah i don't know i don't know olympics okay it's (laughs) Yeah, I don't. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, to just, whatever just you were trying to do, but <laughs> just no, forget it. Staying in. No, forget it all. <laughs> okay. Just, um, anyway, see ya. <laughs> see ya. Well, everybody, we'll throw it to a quick break, and then Sarah won't be back because no, I'm just kidding. Because um, I was very bad. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, yeah. I I like this episode too. It's very nice. I think it's a solid like four and a half or four four. Uh, I can't talk either. We just see a freaking get yeah, let's to just the next episode. On. Great episode. <laughs> Let's start to do a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to jump into clams. We'll be right back with more SpongeBob on Friday Night Nicktoons. Hey everybody, welcome to the uh, middle of the show segment, Everybody's a Critic, where I read a review, and you all listen to the review, and then you think, hey, that was really fun. I want to write a review too. I mean, it'd be cool if it got read on the air, but more than that, I just want people to discover the podcast, because it's such a good podcast. Okay, uh, here's the review. Um, uh, this reviewer says, dude, I've been waiting for someone to do a proper in-depth analysis of the first three seasons for years. Thanks for stepping up to the task. The episode Rock Bottom always stuck with me since I first saw it as a kid. It's great to hear you guys analyze what gave it that strange but also relatable feeling thank you for writing in uh or reviewing in uh whatever um as always everybody else uh remember your reviews get read on the air uh if you have questions or thoughts um you can write in to spongeitspamrobots.com and i will question your thoughts and give thoughts on your questions uh and it'll be a good time okay uh let's get back to the show From the Nicktoon Animation Studio in Hollywood. better the coral bits or the nacho oyster skins i like neither can i take your order well how about the barnacle rings are they any good no what will you have well uh what's your vote on the kelp sir let's just get this out of the way i hate everything on the menu now what do you want try the coral bits uh i'll try the coral bits that'll be one dollar What's going 
Jim. Something stupid, I'm sure. Everybody, welcome back for the episode. Clams, clams was written by Jay Leonard, Sam Anderson, Mark Geyer, and it was released the same day as the last one. Um, I thought I had a cleverer way to introduce what was gonna the episode, but I couldn't. I can't think of one. Have you ever had a million dollars, Sarah? <sighs> Unfortunately, Sam, I have never had a million dollars. Man. If I had a million dollars, I would. I don't know any of the rest of the words to that song. I was gonna make. If another, I won the lottery, <laughs> ninety six thousand. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. Maybe I'll need to edit this out. But can I, I just need to play you a. Uh, what is that song called? Wait, is no. It, isn't it called ninety six thousand? Maybe not. I no. I think it is. I think I'm thinking of. Uh, something else, but I just it just reminded me of it. Now I have to. All I want to do is this I just want to find uh, 11,780 one more than we have. Coming. Have they moved the inner parts of the machine and replaced them with other parts? No. <laughs> That's from the Twitter account, the Gregory Brothers. And it's the caption says Trump asks for eleven thousand seven hundred and eighty votes, but it's to the tune of the rent song. Okay, I thought I thought that was Oh my gosh. I'm sorry, not to get political. Okay, I don't I I don't have a transition back into the episode. Um, the start of this episode is silly and funny and I think it's funny. Sorry, I just am so distracted now. <laughs> That's the funniest tweet I've ever seen. <laughs> so great. Oh wow. Anyway. Thank you um, for that. Yeah. If I were a rich man, I would uh ritty bitty 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 bum. All the friggin' live long day, but I'm not, and neither is Squidward. And I love that Squidward hates his job and just continues to answer, I like neither and stuff. <laughs> I had in my notes, Squidward has some really good uh, uh, lines and line reads at the start of this oh, episode. So uh, good. <laughs> what's going on? Something stupid, I'm sure. It's just like very like typical Squidward, and yet it like mm-hmm. works really well for some reason for me. Um mm-hmm. But anyway, what do you think of this opening? Yeah, I I love this opening. I love Squidward, man. I just mm-hmm. love seeing mm-hmm. him just so sassy and miserable. And, mm-hmm. you know, I love to see him shine, but this is just right. him on a regular Tuesday. Right. And um, <laughs> just anytime a customer is being so annoying, it's just... <laughs> right so funny right yeah, i like i like this beginning mm-hmm. and of course mr krabs would have a weird like right siren going off whatever dancing he, and everything yeah you'd yeah, have a complete with an orchestra and everything uh-huh. i know yeah <laughs> i love they establish the presence of an orchestra that mm-hmm. comes out from behind curtains it's really yep. clever yeah so funny yeah yeah so they um 
Go ahead. Your face looks well, like you have a question. Well, I know nothing about mm. running a restaurant, mm. mm-hmm. let alone running a business. But it shows. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I, I feel like um having a, a millionth dollar. Yeah. For the kind of restaurant that sells right. one dollar coral bits. Right. Right. Seems a little. Uh huh. Seems you know, high. You think? Yeah, but I guess I don't. Hmm. I don't know. He's been around since after the war, so right after who the knows war, how long he's had this after restaurant. The war. Um, <laughs> I went back to New York. <laughs> yeah, back to the Krusty Krab. Honestly, I thought it sounded low. I was like, it, you yeah, got to imagine that the turnover is. I don't know. Anyway, but you're right. It it was odd that it was. I mean, it, it's obviously for the plot. Like mm-hmm. it needs to be exactly one dollar. But I was like, that's a really cheap meal at the Krusty Krab. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's surprising to me. But, yep. but yeah, um, I don't know. I don't know what. The only thing I can compare it to is, I don't know if you remember growing up, McDonald's on their, like, sign that pretty much only ever says now McRib is back or uh, hiring starting 14 hour or whatever. It used <laughs> to say stuff like uh, over... X million served or whatever. And I remember when it got to like basically 1 billion and they couldn't go like any higher. And Mm. like as a kid being like a six year old kid and being like, this is incredible. They Mm -hmm. did it. They made it. McDonald's, (laughs) you know, teaching me at a young age to root for these (laughs) massive corporations. But so I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what a million. Maybe it is low. I don't know. I have that song so stuck in my head now. I'm sorry. Um, (laughs) The Rent song, I mean. Oh, I have the In the Heights song stuck in my head. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Are you? Were you talking about the lottery song from In the Heights? Is that what you were referencing? Okay, okay, okay. Well, I was referencing the Rent song, but that made more Uh, sense for a second. I thought like, oh, like in the back of my head, I was like, she's probably talking about from in the Heights because we were just talking about that film. But I just immediately thought of, I think because of the number, it made me think of like 525,600 minutes, but minutes. That's yeah, exactly. It has nothing to do with money, but anyway, but you said if I were a rich man, so that makes up for it. Redeem myself a little bit. Um, I just, it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, so somebody asks, what what the heck is going on? And yeah. Mr. Krabs is explaining that he just got his one millionth dollar. This is my one millionth dollar earned. Every Krabs goal in life is to make a million dollars. And now I got mine. Congratulations, sir. You have just given me my one million dollar. Oh, great. Well, what do I win? Nothing. Now get out. Okay, so Sarah, I feel like you can relate to this. Occasionally, an episode where you think a line is going to come up and then it never mm-hmm. does. I mm-hmm. guess I kind of described it the last episode, but yeah. I kept waiting for him to say, me millionth dollar, me millionth dollar. But it's because I was mixing it up with uh, Smitty Werbin Jägerman Jetson episode where he uh, says a million dollars, a million dollars when he gets the hat out of uh, Floater oh, Cemetery. Oh, yeah. Because um, that hat is worth a million dollars. A million dollars, yeah. Wow. Uh-huh. I mix I up a that. lot of lines in, in my mind this episode. Mm-hmm. That line, uh, me first dollar from Wet mm-hmm. Painters, uh, mm-hmm. me f- yeah, first- Yeah, it was on that one too. Yeah, and then my first dime, me first dime. What I can't remember the exact <laughs> line, but where Squidward uh, 
is fired. There's a convergence of a lot of themes, which wow. we'll probably talk yeah. about some later in this episode. Mm-hmm. But okay, well, so after this, um, as a celebration, a reward, uh, you know, Mr. Krabs is like, I've never had a crew like this. We get a pretty terrifying quick cutaway to a nasty drawing of SpongeBob <laughs> and Squidward. Hate it. This, hate it. Yeah. This kind of crew only comes about once every hundred years, <laughs> which in a weird way, I hated it, but also was like, that's very nice. Like I yeah. remember having coworkers being like, what were the odds that all of us would be working here at the same time? Whatever. You know? <laughs> yeah. I'm sure Squidward does not feel that way, but Squidward's mm-hmm. stoked. Cause he's like, oh my gosh, where are we going to be? What are, are we mm-hmm. going to friggin' living history farms? Are we going to the <laughs> beach? What's going on? And they go on a fishing trip. And from there on, is very clearly a Jaws parody. The whole thing mm-hmm. is like a parody of Jaws. Um, mm-hmm. And and I mean, I guess the title card sets that up too because it's clearly like a clam swimming up. What do you think of the mm-hmm. film Jaws? Sorry I screamed that question. I didn't mean to. <laughs> oh, what do you th- um, I Well, I was going to actually talk about this. Mm-hmm. Um, in my family, okay, maybe, maybe mm-hmm. you have this where mm. there are certain movies that if they are on TV... Mm-hmm. you have to watch them. So mm-hmm. in my family, if Jaws was ever on, it didn't matter at what point mm-hmm. it was on, you mm-hmm. left it on. You did not change yeah. the channel. So whether we're at my grandma's house or my cousin's house or my house, whatever, mm-hmm. we watched Jaws all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all the time. Like, I I cannot even tell you like how many times yeah. I've watched it in my lifetime. Yeah. And it just seems like such an odd movie to like for an entire clan, an entire family to latch onto. But um, it meant a lot to, you know, they loved watching it in theaters when it came out. Uh And um, I actually did get to watch it in theaters. Uh, It was like some special screening a couple Mm. years ago in Ames. And Mm -hmm. it was so fun. Like, I really actually love the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's my Jaws history. It's a critically acclaimed film, but I just... So I like I in my mind I'm like it has to be good, but I just haven't watched it since I was a kid. Yeah. So I I do wonder. I'm like, will I like it? But I don't know. I'm kind of excited to revisit it. Um, yeah. Because I'm like, it has to be good. But mm-hmm. um, the original blockbuster film, like that, mm-hmm. kind of like was the one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, if you don't know it for anything else, you all know the film for this iconic. Oscar-worthy line. Yeah, well, but what kind? What kind of shark? It's a tiger shark. A what? <laughs> Sarah, can we can we get an impression from you of uh, that guy? <laughs> yeah. A what? <laughs> it's really it's a little it's less kind of, nasally. It's hard a to. Oh, what? Uh, what? <laughs> I'm gonna play it one more time. Deep Listen for it. Yeah, but, but what kind? What kind of shark? It's a tiger what shark. Kind of shark. <laughs> A what? <laughs> he's a just, what? There's so much crazy stuff happening in that film, but that guy, he's just so hung up. A tiger <laughs> shark? Oh, what? Anyway. Uh, on Twitter, everyone was going crazy. And I think yeah. we talked about two separate tweets that people oh, yes. say, like, uh-huh. I saw yeah. one that said, happy 4th of July to this guy and this guy only oh, yeah. or something. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, the one I saw was, like, real Oscar-worthy delivery here. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, but um, it, it must have been like the 35th anniversary, maybe not 35, I don't know. It must have been the anniversary of the film recently or something. Oh, maybe. Uh, because it was trending on Twitter a lot. Um, Can't believe I missed it. <laughs> Jazz come out. Jazz, starring The Shack, came out June 20th, 1975. 
Oh, which, so uh, is twenty five years ago. Actually, <laughs> just kidding. Um, <laughs> I don't know why incorrect math is so funny to me. I don't know. Um, so funny. I, I don't know. I just whenever I see a tweet that was like. Uh, 1980 was literally 20 years ago. That's so crazy. That's just like <laughs> yeah. Makes and 2000 me was every also time. yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So 99 was 10 years ago. Um, yeah. I will also say mm. while we're talking about Jaws, uh huh. At the time of us recording this, it mm. is Shark Week. Mm. Oh my gosh! Is it really? Yeah, That's it so goes funny. until the 18th. Yeah! Wow, dude! Shout out, best shout. Hang on. Out. Best best Shark Week memory for me. Can I get a Vuvuzela? <laughs> Thank you. Best 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 shark. Just kidding. I'm sorry. Best. I don't know why. I can't say just kidding. I, I did it. I played it too loud. Um, best Shark Week memory for me comes from the year 2011, where to coincide with Shark Week, released on DVD, was the hit film. Soul Surfer, which I thought was so crazy. What a weird way to optimize the SEO and Mindshare to be like, that's a good way to celebrate Shark Week. Let's release wow. this film about a woman whose arm is bit off by a shark. Because the wow. film does not celebrate sharks. I saw no. it in theaters. It was pretty bad. Uh, the shark looked like a puppet, and it made me laugh when her arm was bit off. Anyway, um, yeah, wow. shouts out to sharks. Uh, it really rubbed me the wrong way that Nat Geo is doing like a shark documentary with Chris Hemsworth. Because I'm like, dude, just let Discovery have the one thing. They're one they, thing. They have like... They have Shark Week and Mythbusters, and that's it. Like, that's it. And maybe how it's made. But even that, like, Modern Marvels has their... So, mm-hmm. come on, dude. Friggin'. Okay, we should get back to SpongeBob. <laughs> so, <laughs> they're on the boat, and uh, Mr. Krabs tells Squidward, who's very frustrated with SpongeBob, this thing, colon. And don't bring anything on a boat that you ain't prepared to lose! <laughs> million dollars spongebob wait spongebob you hooked me million dollar on the backswing reel it in before i keel haul you oh no spongebob quick reel it in can't you hear the music that's a 4-4 string austin auto in d minor every sailor knows it means death reel it in before it's too late hurry spongebob the music is getting faster there you are, you stinking build rats! Stop playing that music! Stop it, please! I'm begging ya! Come on, honey, you can make it! Swim faster! Come to me, baby! Don't look back! Hurry, SpongeBob! Please, 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 please! She made it! Yeah! Oh, 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 for a second or two, I thought she was a goner. Sarah, you know a thing or two about music. Can you tell us what a 4 4 string ostinato in D minor is? <laughs> yes, I can. <laughs> so, 4 4 is the time signature. So, it goes like dun, 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 is like how mm. you fit the beat. Like, that's what the beat is, mm-hmm. basically. 
the quarter note gets the beat. There's four mm. four beats in a measure. Mm. An ostinato is a repeating like motif or theme. So like in jazz, it's dun, 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 dun. Um, or it can well, be like a rhythmic theme. I almost got this. I've, I'm actually following. Say, it, say that again. An ostinato, it's a, I'm sorry, just say that again. Um, it's like a repeating theme repeating or theme. Okay. motif. Got it. Okay. Okay. So okay. It's okay. like, yeah. The jazz uh-huh. one. Dun, 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 dun. Um, and then what did In he D say? Minor? A string. Oh yeah. Oh, strings yeah, it's a string ostinato. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. The strings are the in... ones like making that motif, mm-hmm. that melody. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah. In D minor, that's the key it's in. Mm. So actually I think, I think the jazz theme is in huh. D, or at least it sounds like it's yeah, in D yeah. minor. Hmm. Um, I don't know if this one is, but yeah, yeah. Can you sing anyway. a, a D minor for us? Um, no. <laughs> Everybody, give it up for Sarah. This has been music of sing clock. a D minor. <laughs> yeah, I don't know anything about Jaws. Hey, um, you know what? If I could, that'd be cool. That'd be that'd be pretty cool. Speaking of pretty cool, what do you think of this scene, Sarah? Um, it is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, it feels like it goes on for so long. It does. Maybe it's, it's, it goes on for quite a while. It's, it's like, like a minute and a half. <laughs> yeah. Same with like, there are a few other parts in this episode that I'm like, oh, right, right. we're going to go on for, well, like the crying and all right. that. It's just like so long. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I don't really remember a ton about the scene other than. Right. I do like that his dollar is taped to his pants. I know. Yeah. That's funny and dumb. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. That's a perfect way to describe it. Cause yeah, I wrote down, I like, it's just so stupid. Why I wrote down, why is it taped to his rear? Like, (laughs) yeah, it's just funny and dumb. Like, yeah. Obviously, if you're writing this cartoon, you would just have it in his pocket or even his wallet mm-hmm. and the hook would just grab onto it and pull it out. Yeah. <laughs> but for the sake of the cartoon and to like get a silly drawing of a butt yeah. and they like just have it taped to his pants. I don't know. It's stupid, mm-hmm. but yeah. Um, yeah, it's just so silly. And I love the idea that the music is what attracts the shark, yes. <laughs> you know, which is like at first they play with the idea. Like, wouldn't it be funny if, that Mr. Krabs thinks that the music is what's bringing the shark. Mm-hmm. But then later in the episode, we learned that it very it much actually, is yeah. like literally that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just really silly. Yeah. I love. I, yeah. Yeah. And I just love Jaws. Um, I forgot to say this earlier, but um, so like when they're out on the boat in the middle of the ocean waiting for. Is his name Jaws? I want to say it's Jaws, but I don't know. It's Bruce. Um, it's, <laughs> it's Bruce, what? right? The shark, the shark. Um, the animatronic shark. Yeah, th- that's the one. I th- do, do they name it in the film? I mean, it doesn't matter. But okay, actually, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I want to call it Jaws, like to be funny, but I'm pretty sure its name is actually Bruce. But then I don't know if they ever call it Bruce or if that's just like Steven think, Spielberg has said that it's Bruce. I think that's. I don't know if they actually say that in the movie. I'm because I'm pretty sure that the shark in Finding Nemo is named after the shark in Jaws. But anyway. When the you you look that up 
uh, but while when they're out <laughs> in the middle of the ocean, that's like the most iconic part of Jaws to me. Um, and so it's just like fun seeing SpongeBob like recreate that, you know. Um, regular guest of the show, Mark Milligan, when we were in high school, he made a film called National Treasure Four. I believe, um, mm-hmm. for our high school film festival. And there was a character in the film that whenever something impressive would happen or something like important came on scene, it would pan to him and he would take his sunglasses off and say, we're going to need a bigger boat. And I just, <laughs> it made me laugh die every well. single time, but <laughs> we're going to need a bigger boat. Anyway, so... <laughs> This whole scene is very good. Did you find anything on Bruce? I think it. it I think mm. his name is just Bruce, but mm-hmm. I I don't remember if they say it in the movie or not. But mm-hmm. I gotta yeah. watch Jaws again. You gotta. You gotta. It's watch, time for my annual Jaws. viewing. Yeah. Yeah, dog. Um, <laughs> it's Shark Week. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> it's okay. Um, bless you. Uh, they. <laughs> Yeah, this whole scene, you say like it, you don't remember much from it. I don't remember, I remember this episode and that it happened, but I don't remember a lot of the details of it. Yeah. Mr. Krabs goes up into like the crow's nest and it's just like staring. And I, I like, I was like, is this a reference to something? Like, why is he all like angular and stuff? He kind of looks like a, like a wind spinny thing. Yeah. Yeah. He kind of looks like Scooby Doo when he like, points at something you know mm-hmm. but i don't know beyond that if it's like anything specific but anyway silly yeah. like them like all growing beards and looking mm-hmm. crazy um yeah. i'm a big fan of uh whether it's silly or serious any media where there's a group of people and one of them starts to go crazy yeah. and the other two have to talk about it i yeah. don't know why but it just always like gets me whether it's mm-hmm. like a very serious thing like um 10 cloverfield lane or something like silly, like SpongeBob. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just I don't know. It, it, you see it coming every time, but mm-hmm. and then yeah. my only critique of this episode is that they try to replace his uh, millionth dollar with just a plain dollar, and I was like, this would work really well if it weren't almost the exact same joke as uh, Wet Painters. Yeah, it really um, it is because mm-hmm. he's like, did you in Wet Painters? Isn't he like, did you crumple it up and tape it together? And then draw on it with crayon. And then in this, he's like, this is just a crumpled up dollar with a coral blue number two semi-gloss lipstick, <laughs> which is, of course, the quote that you've brought up in the past. But um, but yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah, it is. And with that episode being like so close together. Right. Release mm-hmm. wise, it's mm-hmm. kind of like, meh. Right. Totally. I wouldn't have done that, but mm-hmm. I... Don't make the millions of bucks. No, you don't. You've and never don't made a million dollar. Yeah. <laughs> talk all? about SpongeBob. Oh, well. talk about SpongeBob. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, it's coming. You know, you just stick around and I'll start paying you. Prom- prom- My favorite joke of this scene, though, is Gary eating the couch. I thought it was really funny. And I got to get home to, eat, to feed Gary. And it, yeah, just that half was the really couch good. is gone. I was just like, hmm, cat humor. <laughs> it like genuinely <laughs> got me. But so anyway, um, <laughs> Mr. Krabs loses it. And he thinks that, you know, his uh, crewmates are going to abandon him, stab him in the back. It's a little bit like uh, the film Lighthouse here where the captain's like going crazy or whatever, you know? Um, and he has just the thing to do 
with I'm not I'm doing I I'm struggling to set up these clips. He ties up SpongeBob and Squidward. There's only one use for a backstabbing crew like you. Live bait. You're crazy. If that clam didn't come before, what makes you think he'll come now? Oh, he'll come. Mr. Krabs, listen, I work with SpongeBob all day long, so I know what I'm talking about when I say, you are completely out of your mind! I... <laughs> Get us out of here! Come on, race me! <laughs> Keep threshing! And the clam freezes. And I thought that this was a very clever little twist. Mm-hmm. Like he stops the music and then the clam actually freezes and it reveals, oh, the clam actually was like drawn by the music itself. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know. There's not much to say, but I just thought it was really cute and clever. But yeah, yeah. I liked it too. Mm-hmm. I thought it was clever. Mm-hmm. I also, I wrote down that like, it very quickly obviously the whole time it's like very much like jaws but it very quickly mm-hmm. becomes like horror film as well yeah. like uh-huh. with mr crabs getting you know right crazier and crazier and um uh-huh. throwing out all the sandwiches and right right um it's uh it's yeah. pretty sadistic <laughs> on yes, mr crabs part uh-huh. I, yeah i want to say it's like the shining i'm sure there's a better example of like mm. I mean, I'm sure it's like a, a trope of like mm-hmm. people lost at sea that start to go crazy, yeah. uh, fighting over the food and so on and so mm-hmm. forth, you know. Yeah. Um, it is fun getting to see, we don't get to see crabs go crazy super often. We mm-hmm. see them like really money hungry or whatever, but I feel like the last major episode that I can think of um, where he just like legitimately goes insane is... Um, uh, the Flying Dutchman episode that, uh, like, I can't remember the name, name of the episode, but where they look for the buried treasure. Uh, oh, oh yeah. East, I thought you meant Weast. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just, I don't know, mm-hmm. uh, entertaining seeing Mr. Krabs absolutely lose it. Yeah. Especially mm-hmm. because uh, Clancy Brown is, like, you know, a very well-respected actor, and so it's just fun mm-hmm. hearing his delivery of just, yeah. <laughs> you know, crazy silly mr krabs but yeah yeah, yeah he did he, i mean shouts out to clancy brown shouts for this out. episode because he had had to show his range mm, he did yeah <laughs> and speaking of range uh we're coming home home on the range with this that sucked sorry it's uh <laughs> this is the end of the episode <laughs> I finally got it! I finally got me million dollars! Oh, poor Mr. Krabs. Gone forever out of our lives. Why could it have been me? Yes, why couldn't it have been you? <laughs> why did he have to go like this? Why? Why did he have to go like this and leave me tied to this idiot? 
Mr. Krabs! Have you boys met me, Million Dollar? Wow, how'd you get it back? It wasn't easy. Oh, Blue Lips is quite the fighter. So eventually we settled on a trade. What'd you give him? Nothing important. <laughs> and then he has only his arm and his head left. Mm -hmm. What do you think of this ending, Sarah? I thought it was pretty funny. You know, SpongeBob and Squidward crying, all mm -hmm. tied up, thinking that Mr. Krabs died. It's mm -hmm. so dark. Yeah. Um, Why but... couldn't it be me? <laughs> Why couldn't it have been you? <laughs> um, uh, but love that Mr. Krabs got his dollar. Mm. And of course, it's very like him to, you know, literally give an arm and a leg for. Right a dollar bill yeah and spoiler alert if you haven't seen jaws uh oh um the guy that mr krabs is like kind of representing mm. does get bitten in half mm. so um, I, I honestly did not remember that detail from the film but <laughs> what okay. it's like so graphic <laughs> i literally yeah i literally don't remember <laughs> I, I like, like remember <laughs> right I remember the shark coming out of the water and I remember a mm -hmm. shot of like somebody with like a cigarette hanging out of their mouth and I don't remember anything else well, and, and I guess the mm -hmm. well I won't say I won't spoil but <laughs> well I spoiled the, the, <laughs> the when he like bites the like oxygen tank or whatever anyway oh yeah mm -hmm. in fact I, they covered that on Mythbusters for Shark Week um, wow hey by the way it. have you ever been to Orlando Florida uh, to Universal Studios and yes, have you many ridden the years Jaws ago. ride? Honestly, I, I don't remember riding a Jaws ride. What is it, that? It's, uh, I mean, it's like pretty much, it's like Universal Studios equivalent to the Jungle Cruise at Disney, mm. where you're just like in a boat and then some things happen like to the oh, boat or whatever. But it nice. scared the crap out of me when I was a kid because wow. it's just they have an animatronic shark come mm -hmm. out and your tour guide is like, Hey everybody! Uh, hopefully, uh, we should have a smooth ride today, and you know, and, uh, <laughs> nothing bad will happen. And then, like, the shark comes out. He's like, "Oh no! Everybody, hold on!" And then he like shoots the shark at one point. Wow. So it's very silly. You know, okay, that I would it's love like, that ride. Yeah, it's very cheesy, but it, it like really stressed <laughs> me out when I was a kid. Even though I knew yeah. it was all animatronics, they also <laughs> had like a. I can't remember if the ride is called Earthquake or what, but it's basically like, this is what it would be like if you were in the middle of an earthquake in San Francisco oh. or something. And they have like animatronic, like the walls falling in and fire starting and stuff. Anyway, mm. those are well, the two things I remember that in the Back to the Future ride. And wow. I guess uh, the Shrek 4D <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. ride and the oh, uh, yeah. mm -hmm. Nickelodeon SpongeBob uh, deep dive tour of. Uh, Nickelodeon Studios or something. But yeah, yeah. Those are... I did the SpongeBob one or whatever. Nice. But I remember the Jurassic Park ride. Oh, you know what? I don't think I ever did that one. That's like the main one I remember, but I, yeah. I was so, I don't know, right. I was so young. I don't Just a wee lass. About Just a wee little lass. Yeah. Dang. Well, if anyway. you could change your fit, would you? <laughs> <laughs> would you? <laughs> so stupid. Okay, well, um, what do you think of these <laughs> this episode, Sarah? Yeah, I think it's a great episode. I love the you know, every not mm -hmm. every show would like do right. a Jaws right. parody well. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I mean there's not a ton of parody. 
No, and yeah. it's not like every episode is like full of something that is a reference right. to something else, you know? So I love that they did that and they didn't stick fully to the plot with or right. like to the Joss plot because right. it's like, why do you need to do that? But right. um, yeah, I thought it was great. I thought it was funny, mm-hmm. kind of gross at times, which is right. also funny. And par um, for the course. Yeah, it. I, mm-hmm. I think it was a pretty good episode and it's something that I think holds up because mm-hmm. I remember it from growing up and mm-hmm. I'd give it in the high fours, 4.5. Mm-hmm. 4. Mm-hmm. 4. Yeah. 4. Uh-huh. Yeah, I agree. I think it's like a very, very solid episode and it's like a nice episode. It's not like, a, you know, like a side splitter. Is that a phrase? I don't mm-hmm. know. But, um, but it's like, a, especially like as a kid, it's like just like a very solid Good SpongeBob episode. I'd probably give it a four out of five as well. Uh, so yeah, funny episode, good time. Mm-hmm. One of the very rare spoofs that we get in SpongeBob. You know, we mm-hmm. get a Telltale Heart, we get something else probably, but and then we get yeah. Jaws. So shouts out to Jaws. Shouts out to Jaws. Claws out for the Jaws. Uh, go Bears. <laughs> go. Go Bears. Go little. Go Bears. Bears. Go little bear. Oh. Speaking of little bear. Um, don't forget to brush your teeth and if you don't know how to brush your teeth you can use Little Bear's uh, Oral-B training toothpaste that's my advice for all the listeners Sarah would you leave the listeners with a a word of wisdom or a bit of advice well I'd also recommend to brush at a 45 degree angle Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. just make sure you're not brushing too hard because you could uh, experience a receding gum line, mm. uh, which I don't really know if that can be reversed. I'm, I'm looking into it, but dude, well, let me know because I too have a receding gum line. <laughs> and from what I understand, it can't be reversed unless you get oh, surgery. Sh- <laughs> <laughs> yep. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Remember, you can always write into spongedspamrobots.com. Maybe you have a question for Sarah. I'll let her answer a question. Yeah. Just yeah. write in and say, this is for Sarah, Sam. No peeking. Um, <laughs> or or say, pass this note to Sarah, and then I'll do that the next episode she's on. Write a review. Help other people find the podcast. Um, and uh, when you see your neighbor, do the... Head nod thing. I did it and then remembered, you guys can't see me. (laughs) You can't see me, as my nephew would say, quoting uh, John Owen. No, John Cena. Okay, everybody, Mm. thank you uh, for joining us and please rejoin us next week for the episode. Ugh. We just want to know your name. 